Hi, and welcome to SheQuest Podcast, a radio show that will help you not only claim your awareness around the concept of power, body, beauty, voice, and the arts of your life, but truly embody it. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. You are here to widen your lens on the unfiltered and uncurated conversation we have in my SheQuest membership program. And best yet, you'll get real life, tangible tools to stay real and true to you. Each season, we will interview incredible, knowledgeable guests and you'll educate and uplift as we strive to live whole and not perfect. Welcome. Hi, SheQuest, and welcome to the show today. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson. I wanted this series of episodes to be a flashlight in the side of the mother that we never talk about, the dark and quote-unquote bad side, the guilt and shame many of us feel when it comes to juggling it all. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the archetypes of the mother, healing the mother line, and ways we can live more bold and free as moms. I today I'm so glad to have her on the show. I just love to connect with her and I love to hang out with her. And Sarah and I go from way, way back. Uh, she's now a heart-based business mentor living in Fall River, Nova Scotia with her husband and two young boys. She helps inten- intentional and intuitive business owners ditch the hustle and banish burnout in their business so they can earn more, serve more, and live a life that they truly love. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Um, I, I, Sometimes like I get these like, we go from way back. Like I remember like buying your wooden jewelry at Shanti and like it's been so amazing to watch your evolution and I'm just so constantly inspired by you. I just, I just wanted to like a little parenthesis there and put that in it. Oh my goodness, you are so sweet. And to be honest, I feel the same about you. I feel like people who we have those connections with for a long time, it's such an honor to have like a front seat to your growth and just to see how you've grown from where you were to where you are now in your business and your life. It's it's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And like the support too, you know, Sarah, like I feel so supported by you. Like, you know, whenever we have stuff going on, like I just, I just feel like I can lean on you all the time and that, that, that's worse everything, you know? I absolutely agree. <laughs> I think that's the definition of a true friendship. Somebody that you don't have to see or hang out with all the time, but that you know is there to support you. Yes. Uh, I love it. And all your crazy ideas. <laughs> Amazing. Um, So I always, so you've been on the show before. So, you know, I always ask, this is the first question that I, it's the staple question here at Cheekers Podcast. And it's what makes you feel alive today? Yes. I love this question because it changes for me all the time. (laughs) So what, and maybe that's, I think that's probably the intent of the question. And so what makes me feel alive today is really seeing what I can let go of. Um, I find that we often find ourselves, especially as moms, and we're going to talk about this today, we find ourselves in this space where we just take on and we take on and we take on more. And so I'm really in the space of seeing what I can let go of and really creating space for the things that feel nourishing and exciting and energizing. Mm, I, I love that. I love that in terms of like awareness. And I feel we don't talk about this a lot where it takes like to let go of things. Sarah, tell me, like, I feel you need to be aware of what you need to let go of first, you know? 100%. And I think that takes a lot of practice. I think of tuning into your intuition and what feels right, the physical sensations in your body, and really looking sort of small picture, but also big picture. A hundred percent. So I want I want to dive deep in your work now as a heart business coach, but also with women, most especially. Again, like I just want to know, um, like you're ever evolving. I just it's so funny because last time I had you on the show, you were really into like the eco conscious, you know, business stuff, and I love that about you. I just I love that so much. Like you just go for what lights you up. 
Um, and now that we're going to talk about like mom guilt, and I know that also lights you up. I think we're both really proponent of like priorities and like, what would you love and like do that, you know, on a shame. And it's like, it's hard, you know, it's like part of it. It's, it's not all easy to do that just per culture and whatever, but I want to know, um, you know, your story with mom guilt and, and, and you can talk about like, maybe that has to do with becoming also like a coach now and, you know, helping women through that. I don't know. Like everyone, especially working moms, moms who have their own business, I definitely have experience with mom guilt. I think it's something that is always going to be there in some capacity. It just depends on how strong it is or how much attention you're paying to it and sort of how you're choosing to look at it and pivot at certain times. So like you said, I would consider myself multi-passionate when I like something or I want to learn about it. I go head first. (laughs) I dive right into it. Um, Like as deep as I can, I immerse myself in it. I want to share it. And so that's really been my business journey to date and really what's led me to being a heart-based business mentor, business coach. And my work is very much feelings-based. So I really talk about marrying like the strategy side of business with the intuitive feeling side of business. So of course, mom guilt definitely plays a role in that. Um, My children are, so I have two little boys, like you said, they are five and eight, and I've had my own business their whole lives in one capacity or another. So I can say it's always been a juggle. And one thing that I always like to say, I don't like to use the word balance because I truly don't believe there is a balance. I think it's always a juggle. And when I finally accepted that one part of my life was going to always get more attention than another on any given day. It just gave me like a sense of ease and peace around it, knowing that I didn't have to show up equally in all areas. Some days I'd show up more in my business. Some days I show up more in my family and my home life. Some days I show up more in my self-care and just being okay with that and knowing that every day will look different um, has really brought me a sense of a sense of calm around it all. Hmm, like almost like you gave away your control in a way you're like, eh, give away control. And actually, there's a quote I really like that says that, you know, in giving away your control, like you kind of have it, you kind of have control of that ebb and flow. And just like, you know what, like every day is is different. 100%. And I definitely would consider myself for better or for worse, a control freak. It's something that... I am too like sometimes I feel like I've gotten better but like I feel like as business owner even if it's like a really authentic brand and like you know all about you there's a sense of control that's really illusionary control you know that's really nice to have Uh, but sorry what were you gonna say no so I think a lot of us can relate to that and like I said for better or for worse It's there. It's always lying under that surface, but I've learned how to recognize like the things that actually matter and the things that don't. Yeah. Trying to let go of those things that in the grand scheme of things, am I trying to control it because it actually makes a difference or am I just trying to, you know, stay safe and control every aspect of my life sort of thing. Yeah. And so I just want to take like whoever's listening, can we, can we have like a running definition of mom guilt? Like I'd really love, cause like, I feel there's like almost parts to it. There's like the part before the part when you're, you're doing it and you're like, you're completely immersed in the guilt and like the part after almost like, how would you define mom guilt? That's a good question. And I was thinking about that before we dove on here and When I think of mom guilt, I think of it as a sense of unease, like no matter what space you're in. So if you're working, you feel like you should be spending time with your kids. If you're spending time with your kids, you feel like you should be working. It's sort of like that unsettled feeling across everything and never actually settling in and being content and at peace with where you are in that exact moment. Did you, now I'm just curious, because like I, there's like a really a moment in, in my personal narrative with mom guilt where 
I was finally almost able to break away the control it had on me. Was it that kind of story for you in your narrative or was it more like little, little by little, you kind of were able to kind of overcome it? Yeah. So I would definitely not say that I've overcome it. I think it's something. (laughs) (laughs) Neither. Definitely not an expert on that, but I, it, it still shows up. And I think that's the biggest thing is that I recognize when it's showing up and it's almost like it gives me that check-in. So it allows me like when I feel that feeling coming up of, again, maybe I'm working and I feel like I should be with my children or I'm with them and I feel like something's lagging in my work. It gives me that opportunity to kind of stop, check in, reflect And oftentimes, I think it all comes down to expectations and these expectations that we put on ourselves. Yeah. And tell me, and that's actually so fascinating to me, like when you work one-on-one or with a group with your, you know, your women there who want to like start a business and stuff, how, how do you talk about expectations to them in terms of juggling motherhood and having your own business? That's a good question. And one thing that I often say is that you don't have to do everything right mm. now. Like, And that's something that I find myself coming up against a lot is feeling like if I have a thought or an, or an idea, I need to execute it immediately. I need to create the program. <laughs> I need to launch the program. I need to sell it, get it out there. And really it all comes down to a scarcity mindset. When I really tune into that, it comes down to the feeling that if I don't do this thing right now, I'm going to miss out on it. But when I question that and, you know, I go through the series of questions, like, is it true? Like Byron Katie's questions. Is it true that if I don't pursue this thing right now, I'm going to lose all opportunities around it? And the answer is no. So I think it's, again, finding yourself in that awareness space and knowing it's okay to set things aside. You don't have to pursue everything right at the exact time. And one thing that also really helps me when I'm choosing where to fill my time or spend my time is if I'm, you know, taking on one-on-one appointments or creating more programs or taking on more clients, it's taking time away from one area of my life. So it's either taking time away from my family, it's taking time away from just my own time, like quiet time. And so really being aware of those trade-offs as well. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, we only do have so much time in a day. So how do we want to sort of allot that and divide it up? I know when I think about that, like I really have to like, I know I, Estelle, like I have to write my priorities down and I find those, I don't know, they change all, not all the time, not like the major thing, but they, yeah, they change with seasons too. And as my children, you know, as my child gets older too, like there's different needs, you know, like think mm-hmm. about when, you know, <laughs> your kids were like babies, how much more you had to give to them than now than that, that like they're in school and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I think one thing that I've realized is that, yes, my children are getting older. So it's easier to, you know, work when they're home or do things. But I've realized that they need that attention from me in a different way. So Mm. because I kind of see like Van is eight now. And I see how quickly he's going to be 10 and then 12 and then 16. And I know, isn't it crazy? And I just see like how that creeps up. And it's all about the seeds that we just keep planting with them now to maintain those relationships and that trust. And so that's a big thing. Like I know that they are more independent. They don't need as much from me in terms of like, hands-on care all the time, but they need me in different ways and just trying to be aware of that and giving that to them. Oh, I, I agree so much. And like, what do you think mom guilt has to do like with like being more like empowered? Like, again, if I think of my own like kind of journey with that, like it was really like a big part, like I feel so much better knowing, let's say like I'd go away and teach a retreat and be, you know, gone for almost two weeks. Then I switched it and I was like, I love that, that my son gets to see me do that. 
You know, like I love that he gets that example that like women can like, do. you know, when I switched that mindset, mm-hmm. it was like, it made me feel more empowered of like doing more of what I love because I want my kid to see me doing more of what I love and like not be miserable. And so how like for you, let's say in like your own story with that, you know, how has it made you feel like more empowered once you've like really you know, tapped into the awareness of being guilty in the first place. I love that. And I very much feel the same way. You know, I like to go away on trips with my girlfriends or retreats and things like that. And that's something that I was able to relinquish the guilt around a long time ago. And I think, like you said, it comes down to that awareness and knowing what's right for you. So Mm -hmm. not taking on what you feel society thinks should be right for you or, you know, your family thinks should be right for you, like not your immediate family, but maybe like your extended mm-hmm. family thinks should be right for you. Um, and really tuning in to what you need. And then again, being that example for your children to teach them that as well. And I think, like you said, that's true empowerment and teaching them that skill for themselves. And also, like, I think something that I hear a lot through the Chic West community is like, like let's say your partner or like you almost have to teach them to like you know the first time I went away like and to voice to my husband that I wanted to do that like I literally had hives Sarah like Mm -hmm. I I was talking and I was like oh my god I can't believe this is like coming out of me like this is so wrong but like that really broke the ice for like the future and him being like okay like she like do you know what do you know what I mean I 100% do. And yeah, I think it comes down to having a conversation with like, true honesty, and really not coming into it in the sense of that your partner doesn't think you deserve this or anything, but coming in from the perspective of explaining why this is important to you, what it's going to do for you as a person, as a mom, as a business owner, and then just giving them allowing them to really understand from that place because sometimes we find ourselves getting we make up these stories in our head that you know we do all these things and our partner doesn't understand and they don't think that we quote-unquote deserve this time away or whatnot but it's just that we're just coming to the realization a lot of times that we deserve this so really sort of switching that narrative having an open conversation about what that looks like why it's important to you why it's important to your family um yeah and I think like you said it's an icebreaker then moving forward and then everybody's on the same page so this just comes to mind because I know you like I love the way uh you talk about blueprints Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I think blueprints like do you think like like there's a blueprint to like like if you had to say like top three things to like work with mom guilt because like it can really be intense you know that feeling of like yeah that guilt is such a ah you know like it's almost like in your bone and stuff like would you there's like three things like out of everything that we've just spoken about like really that we can start doing a little every day to live with it because I again I don't think you like overcome it I think it's kind of like like you said you know it's like it's already there you know you just kind of train your muscle your mom guilt muscle like better so yeah would you have like three things let's say think of it as like a blueprint because I know you like that word (laughs) I love blueprints (laughs) I love a step-by-step system on how to yes uh, I love that about you (laughs) that's just how my brain works Um, first I just want to say like how you said you feel it in your bones it really is like mom guilt is a visceral feeling it's something that when you really learn to tune in you see how it affects you not only emotionally but physically those physical sensations in your body of like that tightness or that heaviness in your chest the shallow breathing maybe like clenching the jaw like any other stress or guilt or sort of like feeling that really weighs on you. So I think that's really important. So as far as the blueprint, I do have sort of some ideas. And I think the first is setting intentions on how you want to show up in the different areas of your life. So how do you want to show up in your home life, in your family life? How do you want to show up in your business? How do you want to show up 
for yourself. So getting really clear on those three areas. And then I think getting concrete examples of what that looks like. So if I want to show up as present and loving and available for my children, well, what are some ways that I can do that? So for me, I work from home and I create my schedule so that all my work is within school hours for the most part. And so when they're home, I meet them at the bus stop and we usually try and do something after school or maybe they get a little bit of gaming time on their own and then we do something. But really making time every day for us is a way that I feel we can have that connection show up. So that's like an example for my family or my children. And then in my business, maybe I want to show up feeling peaceful and feeling energized and feeling fulfilled. Well, what does an example of that look like? And I think for me, that's really creating boundaries between my work life, my business life, and my home life. Mm. And I'll be honest, that's very difficult for me because I work from home, because I have my office right off of our living space, and because I love it. Like, I just love what I do, that I want to do it all the time. But that doesn't allow me to show up feeling the way that I want to feel. And so I think, second of all, like having those concrete examples of what that looks like. And then number three, I would say, is really doing a check-in, like an ongoing check-in. So every day, every week, even just learning how those feelings show up in your body, recognizing them and saying, okay, I'm feeling that pull again. Like I'm trying to do this work and my children are coming in and interrupting me. It's that feeling of guilt and overwhelm. What am I going to do about that right now? Maybe I'm going to set this aside and I'll get up a little bit early tomorrow morning if I have to finish that. What's going to make me feel better? Maybe I need to let go of something or lower my expectations or extend a deadline. So having that check-in on an ongoing basis. All right. So let's repeat those. We got feelings and intention. And that's also how like, I create all my intentions is finding my feelings first around it. So I love how you really made the point of saying that because like <laughs> – you know, I think Sarah, you've heard me say this once or twice, but you don't do life. You feel life, yeah. you know? And like the mom guilt, it's a feeling too. You know, it's like it and it's it's quite physical. Like bottom line, like it's physical and it's not something we can eradicate, like, you know, in a moment. Like mm-hmm. it's not that. Like, yeah, and I've had mom guilt like so intense. I think I think like once you consciously work with it. It almost hits you more. <laughs> you, anyways, and, but but then it like it, there's like again it just helps to like tamper. And now I I feel I'm, I have a really good handle on it. Okay, sorry, I, I digress. So first, feeling attention. The second, you said concrete example in your life. I love that too because. Like it's one thing to set an intention and it's another thing to embody said mm-hmm. intention. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the third was check in and expectation. Um, do I got your blueprint right? You got the blueprint right. The one that I just came up with. <laughs> I know you were up for it though because I know you love blueprints. So <laughs> I absolutely do. And I just want to say, I love how you just said how the more you get used to sort of tuning in to the mom guilt, the kind of harder it hits you. And I think that's because we're so used to shoving things down so far and numbing and, you know, hiding our feelings or not paying attention to them, ignoring them, that the more that we get used to actually feeling them and acknowledging them and letting them kind of flow through us, the more prevalent they become, which is actually good, like you said, because then we can acknowledge them, do what we need to do and release them versus just keep shoving them down deeper and deeper. Celebrate your innate talents and radiance with gifts for the creative soul. Buy me your muse fairy, Estelle. Visually magic paper products that are proudly painted in coastal Cowboy, Nova Scotia and printed locally here in Halifax. This year, I made my third large wall calendar. It is published independently. Each month is bursting with flowers and butterflies to add a spark of magic to your life. And guess what? The Chic West Planner is back in full force. 
helping you plan, journal, exercise your creativity. This book is filled with your favorite sheet art and words. I swear, this planner is everything to help you live aware, bold, and whole. Both the Magic Garden Calendar and the SheQuest Planner are seasonal products. And once they are gone, they are gone. Order today at www.estellethompson.com slash paper slash shop or simply copy-paste the link from your show notes. Happy holidays. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'd love to hear about you, but like that happens. So I don't know if you remember like three or four years ago, I went, I did a teaching, yoga teaching residency in France. Yes. And I and I, for the first time I was away for two weeks um, and like I got to France and like I sometimes I swear Sarah like I was so guilty to be like I was there but I was just so guilty like so sometimes it made me feel nauseous you know I mean and then you know after like I think after like three or four days I was like okay you know what this, that feeling is just not it's not gonna leave me <laughs> you know it's like I'm here there's nothing I can do about it so I'm just gonna but it was like really the initial like oh my god like I'm so guilty for being here and then that was really the icebreaker where like once after that it was so much smoother now the initial like okay I'm really gonna do this and I'm really gonna work with you know my my guilt yeah mm-hmm. what about I mean, you absolutely and I think um I'm trying to think of examples I don't know if I've had any big sort of yeah. event that has really and I also like let let it be known you don't need to have like a major like I feel it happened like that for me but I don't feel you need like a major like a trip or something like even away from your your kid to like want to start working with with you know, guilt feelings and stuff. I should just like mention that. Um, but like, I've seen you like go, like that being said, you, you, like even just last weekend, weren't you uh, out with your girlfriend? Yes. Uh, we had a girl's weekend away last weekend. We had one in the beginning of the summer. Amazing. Um, oh, I love that. That like, oh, that lights me up so much when I see like mothers, like just like getting that time for themselves, you know? Yes. And I think it's because, I know what I feel like when I don't and feeling like I run into the ground or not giving myself that space isn't going to benefit anyone. It's not going to benefit me. It's not going to benefit my family. They need me to be the happiest mom I can be. And that means having time for myself and my friends and the things that, you know, truly fill me up. Yeah. I love what you said there about, I know what it feels to, you know, to be in that depleted state, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, I think self-awareness is just so key, like to know what your feelings and, you know, feelings can be so ambiguous. Uh, and then again, to be like, this, this is, there's unease there. Mm-hmm. And then this is this like the things that are easy and the things that are uneasy and I think when it comes to mom guilt you know there is that really uneasy that you just have to like just welcome in like it's gonna be there yeah I think that's absolutely correct and even to give an example of sort of how mom guilt shows up for me I can tell it's almost like the more mom guilt or stress that I'm feeling like feeling like I need to be everywhere at once or you know spreading my attention across all areas evenly I feel that I start, because I'm feeling that bad feeling in myself, I start reflecting that on the people closest to me. So I start Mm. snapping at my children. I start snapping at my husband. I notice that I'm short. And it's almost the opposite (laughs) effect of what you should be doing because it's like I'm feeling this guilt. And so I'm, I'm projecting all that guilt and that maybe shame and those bad feelings on the people around me. And so that's always an aha. Like when I, when I see myself that, you know, that bubbling up feeling when you're just, and oh yeah, (laughs) I never felt this until I had children to be honest, but it's like that feeling where you just feel like it's going to bubble up and overflow. Like maybe you're trying to get something done and your kids are needing you or, you know, like you just wish you had that space or you feel like you should be with them, but you set a deadline for yourself. 
And so when you feel those feelings, for me, it really shows up in like my chest. It's like that anxious, almost buzzy, intense, heavy feeling in my chest. And I know that it's time for me to like stop and check in. And another thing that I wanted to say, even about the example that when you were in France, you had that like uneasy feeling. I think one of the best things we can do is when we when we feel those feelings, so stopping and acknowledging like, okay, I'm feeling this in my chest. Like, what is that feeling? And maybe it's, it's like anxiousness, or it's, again, that shame or that guilt, and then saying, like, is this a reasonable feeling to be feeling sometimes, because sometimes we're feeling things, and we don't even know where the feelings coming from. So even acknowledging that and saying, okay, I'm feeling this way because I set this deadline for myself. My kids are coming in and they're arguing and whatnot. And I just wish I had some space. And then really saying like, okay, what can I do in this moment? Like, what do I need to do? Do I really need to finish this thing right now? Or can I set this aside, go be with my family and then come back to it later or another time? So I think again, Sometimes we feel like we need to power through or do all these things at that exact moment. But what happened if we just stopped, sort of reassessed, and then moved forward from there? Oh, I love it. And actually, I bet you a lot of entrepreneurs are listening to this, all your your big following, Sarah, your loyal people. But like if, like sometimes I had a big revelation, like as an entrepreneur, Because you, you said, you know, you like you set your own deadlines, right? Like you have to do that mm -hmm. as like, a, you know, a business owner. And I forget what it was, but you're, I think you're going to laugh at this. I was like, I was getting that feeling that you talk about like edgy and like something's going to bubble up. And I was like feeling frustrated, like all this stuff. And if only I had like just one hour to myself and like, and then, and I was like, but I, I created this. I like, I made this. <laughs> like this is all me <laughs> like it's like uh that that thing can like you know be ready tomorrow and the world is not gonna end you know it's just like my own expectations of like my work and it's like can I be more slack with myself like can I be more compassionate almost like with myself because like I created this you know <laughs> absolutely and I can give a concrete example of that as well and I think that comes from being a high achiever and to be honest I think you need to be a high achiever in some capacity to be an entrepreneur to be able yeah. to set those deadlines to execute to have that motivation to you know do your work every day and whatnot but with me, same thing. Like I set these deadlines for myself. And then, so a couple of weeks ago, I had put out a free training, like a three day free training for a program that I was launching. So it was sort of like the lead up to this program. And I found myself just feeling really overwhelmed by it, feeling like I took on too much. I was trying to be a million different places at once, trying to get ready for my trip with my girlfriends, trying to be there with my kids, trying to do other work things. And then I realized, again, I set the deadline for myself. <laughs> I love it. it was a free training. It's not something that anybody had paid me for. It was something that I was putting out for free as value to my community. That's and right. so I said, I'm going to push it. I'm going to push it a full week until the week after. And I'm just going to tell people that's what felt better. Because you know what I mean? Like I am a heart-based business mentor. And if I can't tune in and make those decisions and kind of be that example, then what am I teaching and showing my students? Again, this wasn't something that somebody had, you know, that I committed to, that somebody paid me for and we set a deadline. This is something that I did all to myself. And I said, you know what? This is going to allow me to show up better for this free training really be able to deliver it with ease and love and abundance like I want to. And so I pushed it for a week. Um, and I always think that in those sort of examples, especially as an entrepreneur, honesty is always the best policy. And sometimes if you say, you know what, I just took on too much and I needed a few extra days, most people understand and they respect you for knowing your boundaries and being able to tune into that side of yourself. Yeah, I absolutely love this story and it leads perfectly into this next segment of the podcast. But in a way, and it, 
what I was really hearing when you were saying this beautiful example, like it starts with you, you know, Mm -hmm. it starts with like, you cannot teach others what you're not doing for yourself, you know, ultimately not not in the business we're in, Sarah, you know, (laughs) like you can. And like, I, I love like, again, it all starts with us and like to go back to that trip in France. Like I remember when I was there, I was getting messages from mom from other moms that were like, you can do that. Like Mm -hmm. you can go away without your family for two weeks, like by yourself. You know, it's almost like, because I was dealing with my mom guilt, like I was giving others permissions to do that. You know, like when I, you know, I didn't see all that went down, Sarah, for your group. But if I would have seen, you know, your stories or whatever you announced, you're like, you know what, I'm going to push my, my thing for a week. I'd be really inspired by that. And that gives me the the permission for me, whatever, as a mom, as an entrepreneur, to do that too. Yes. <laughs> I, like love that. I, I don't know. I feel like as a human to human, like that makes a lot of sense, you know? Absolutely. And that's what I say. And I know that you say it too. Like when you show up fully in your power, in your space, it gives others permission and invites them to be able to do the same. And I think in the work that we do, like you said, that's everything. I mean, we teach what we, what we do, what we embody and what we know. Yeah. And more and more, I feel like embodying the thing is even more important than like saying it out loud. Absolutely. <laughs> like As long as you're it, you know, be it. And then, you know, the voice will come later type, of, you know, like that's so important. It is. Yeah. More impact. Okay. 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 Um, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> So we're leading into kind of the segment where I love, and we can kind of stick with the subject of mom, yeah, but I love knowing what other women do in terms of tools for self-growth. And so I was wondering lately, what are your own, like, do you, and you don't have to have any, but like, do you have your own favorite kind of personal, personal tools for self-growth? Like, I know you love to go for spins class and yoga and walks? Is there like things like that that you're, I don't know, do you journal, like things like that? We'd love to know. Yeah, it's always just leaning into myself and my own growth. And I try to be very aware of like the things that I consume and the programs that I take and the books that I read. But I am always sort of on a path of tuning into myself and what I need. So I recently started working with Kaylin, who's a yoga therapist, because I was finding myself really needing sort of a go-to when those feelings came up. So like those bubbly, buzzy feelings. And to be honest, it all happened during COVID when my children were home 24-7 and I had zero close to myself. Yeah. And so I was like, I need... I need some go-tos. Like I need some tools, some practices that I can pull out of my pocket, not physically, but like examples of what I could pull out of my pockets, like practices um, when those feelings were coming up. And so we started working together and really just starting with like breathing exercises and then going into somatic exercises. And so that's sort of been my journey right now. And it always seems to be just sort of tuning into what I need at different times and then seeking out the resources or the support or the people that will help guide me in that direction. I love it. I'm actually taking a course right now, um, therapeutic yoga. So that's great to just like seek out resources. You know, I feel there's a part like some of it we can do on our own and then some of it we're allowed to ask for help, you know? Absolutely. And to be honest, I think the best thing that I can do for myself with that is just it's the tuning in and it's really asking myself what I need in each moment. For those of you who know me, know that I am obsessed with flowers, but also essential oils. I was flipping out so excited when I came aware of Lightwater Essential Oil Blend Company right here in Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. The bottle is so pretty and there's so many ways to use each blend. From the energetics of chakra work, meditation, or daily uses in headache relief, deeper sleep support, or to tap into a creative space. There's so much to explore and a blend for everyone. 
My current faves are the Create and Power Blend, but my house will definitely smell a winter woods during the holidays. Light Water is offering the SheQuest community a whopping 20% discount on all regular priced items. Go to Instagram or the website lightwatereo.ca, that's lightwatereo.ca, and use she at checkout for a 20% discount. Again, that's capital C-H-E to explore these blends yourself. Happy holidays! I had a couple questions from that's a, a new kind of part to SheQuest. I don't think it was there when you first got interviewed, but I ask, I, I say, I say to the group, I'm getting, you know, Sarah Kelly's on. We're going to talk about mom guilt. And I had a few questions. Are you okay with those? Yeah, absolutely. So one of them, and it's one that comes back over and over again. Um, and it's how to schedule and actually take time for myself as a mom And I think it's not just as a mom, like for myself, whether you're a mom or not, um, on a regular basis. Like I feel like I, I'll just going to let you answer that. But I feel that's like one recurring, like, you know, a strategy in time. Do you have any tips here? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing, I mean, with my personality, I just know that I do well with routines. So when yeah. I know that I'm going to the same yoga class at the same time every week, or I'm going out for a walk at this time every week and sort of, again, blocking it off like I would any other commitment, whether it's bringing my children to hockey or meeting somebody for a one-on-one session, really treating that time just like anything else. And I do find for me and having that time to myself, it's easier for me to do it when I'm out of the house. Like I know if I'm home With my family and my children, I can't expect my five-year-old and my eight-year-old to want to leave me alone when I want to be left alone. <laughs> like as much as I can try and train them and, you know, tell them how important it is, they're five and eight. So the expectation or the responsibility really lies with me to know sort of what I need. So yeah, it's, it's blocking those things off ahead of time, treating them like any other meeting appointment or commitment and then sticking to them and really getting into your groove and knowing what that looks like for you on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis. Yeah. And th- the other question, you kind of answered it was like, how can I be successful at this? And I love that you pointed out like my personality, like I, my personality is like this. Like, I think there's like a really it's really good to know what works and what doesn't work for your personality. You know, like, (laughs) like I can do yoga at home and like, it works for my kid, my personality, you know, like that works for me, but that doesn't work for you. And I feel like we're all so different that way, you know, in our own personality, in our own home, in our own lifestyle. Um, And while some of us need to wake up like at 5 a.m. To, to, to do anything by ourselves, some of us can like squeeze something. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's what I always say because I do wake up pretty early in the mornings, like five. You wake up days. really like you're crazy. <laughs> I do. And it's um, that's because I love my quiet time. I love yeah. it. I just love starting the day on that calm, centered place not having to like leap right into getting my children up and getting them ready for school getting myself ready diving into work I like having that start to the day and I know for me again for me and my personality and my way of being I know what it feels like when I don't do that and I know what it feels like when I do do that and so I know that if this is how I want my day to go then this is what I do and I look forward to it I jump out of bed and I love just coming into my office because it's sort of like my own little zen den and just sometimes it's reading sometimes it's like reading blogs on the internet and just having a cup of tea sometimes it's reading a book sometimes it's doing like creating an instagram post for my business because I feel like it's inspired for something so but I don't set any expectations for that time it's just sort of whatever I feel like I want to do at that time I love it it's like your your soul ritual it is 
Yeah, I love it. Oh, and going off the record, Sarah, I um off script. Yeah. I'm going off script. Um, I was I was I just had on the podcast Dawn Sinclair. Yeah. And we were talking about like she did your human design chart because she did my human design chart on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but I just want to ask you really quick, did you find that was a, a good way to like know your personality? Or like like for me it was like almost like, oh my god, yeah, I'm so like that. And um it was almost like a Assure it was almost like, oh, yeah, a, an assurance. Like, what was that experience like for you? And would you recommend it to like for somebody that was really struggling with like finding time for themselves and like knowing more of their personality? Yeah, absolutely. I would definitely recommend it. I think that again, it depends on sort of what sort of stage of your awareness you're at, like having that yeah. awareness with yourself. I think sometimes having that outside validation can really sort of help solidify that in your own inner knowing. Um, for me, it really helped just helped validate some things that maybe kind of like what you said about knowing your personality and kind of going with that versus going against the grain. It highlighted some areas for me that were like, okay, this is what I like. This is how I like approaching things. This is what recharges me or energizes me. And it's okay for me to go with the flow because that's my type versus feeling like I need to be or show up in a different way. So I think it was incredibly eye-opening. Dawn is so knowledgeable and just so lovely that I would recommend anybody work with her, obviously. Um, But anything like that, whether it's Enneagram, human design, astrology, I think it depends on sort of really what you want to get out of it. And I find it helpful for just sort of anchoring in that tuning into yourself. Yeah. And I I also found it fascinating. I don't don't know if it's because like I'm so intuitive about that stuff, but it was, it's, it wasn't like, I didn't know this stuff, you know, <laughs> it was almost like, ah, oh, it's really cool to have somebody tell me what I already know. <laughs> exactly. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. So I have the last few questions are like quick fire. Are you ready? I am. Yay. All right. Do you have a favorite mantra? You know what? I, I don't have a favorite mantra, but I do have a little sign above my desk that has says how liberating it is to pursue wholeness instead of perfection from Morgan Harbor mm. Nichols. And it's one thing that I just look at all the time. And it's like that, again, that anchoring in that reminder, that grounding, the wholeness instead of perfection, you know, what am I really chasing here? What is the big picture? Yeah, and I oh, I love that. You know, feeling whole is not is not perfection. As, no. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Love it. Um it's actually in my new Sequest intro. I love I love that you said that. Um how about a favorite flower? You know what? I'm really loving sunflowers right now. I feel like my answers to these things change all the time. It's always like what's happening at this point, but right now I'm loving sunflowers. Totally, totally. And what about a favorite book? And I know you're an avid book reader. Um, uh, you've read about maybe Mom Guilt. Do you have one for that? You know what? So I have read, I think, 30 or close to 30, over 30 books so far this year. And I went back through my list to see if I'd read anything about Mom Guilt. And I don't think I have. But one... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Know. <laughs> we should write a book about mom guilt. There was nothing specific to mom guilt. But then when I was really thinking about it, I mean, Untamed by Glennon Doyle is yeah. such an amazing book. Um, and I also really loved More Myself by Alicia Keys. She is an incredible <gasps> woman. I want to read that book so bad. Now you, it's just a sign that I have to read it. You should actually listen to the audiobook because she reads it. And no. voice is incredible. <gasps> yes. So great. That's what I'm going to do. Amazing. Sarah, great records. Um, What about, do you listen to podcasts at all? Yes, I do listen. To be honest, I haven't listened to a ton of podcasts this year as much as I normally do because I'm really big into my audiobooks. But yeah. I love the ones by by my homegirls like you, SheQuest Podcasts, and Rivaling Queen by my friends Ashley and Sarah. 
Awesome. Represent. Woohoo. <laughs> and what about um, favorite show on Netflix? And I know there are like so many, but is, is there one that um, you like more? Right uh, I love Grace and Frankie and I love Schitt's Creek. I've watched them both twice and I may watch them a third time. <laughs> love it i know you post stuff about grace and frankie sometimes i've never watched it once and i'm like oh it sounds so so good oh you have to it's so good okay i will i will and the last question like do you have a favorite treat it, it can be food but it doesn't have to be like something yeah just a treat you know what quiet time honestly is my favorite treat as i get mm. older i realize how much I need quiet time. And it's funny because my youngest Kingston, who's five, has always taken quiet time for himself. Like we'll be having people over or we'll be outside having, you know, like friends over in our pool and he'll excuse himself and say, I need to go have some quiet time. And I always thought that was so amazing how he just knows when he needs quiet time. And I find that the older I get, the better I'm getting at the same, having those boundaries and then not, again, not feeling guilty for it, knowing that it's okay to just feel like you just need some time and space sometimes. Yes. Oh, again, I'm so just, I feel privileged to connect with you every time we do get to, uh, you know, meet up in any kind of way uh, my last question it's a it's a new question and it's really it kind of came about after you know everything we've been through you know on a global level and I kind of had this feeling that it's kind of like almost you know with the pandemic and everything else it's almost like a new world that we're creating for ourselves and my question is you know, as we end this podcast and everything that we've talked about, like, what do you wish for this new world as, as women and, and mothers and, you know, that we're creating? What do you wish for us? To be honest, I just wish that we get really solid and grounded in tuning into ourselves. We're so used to looking outside of ourselves for everything, for all the answers, for our next steps, for what we should be wanting or achieving or doing or being. And I just wish for everybody to really have that practice of just stopping and tuning into themselves and then moving from that space. Mm, I'm so with you on that. I'm so with you, Sarah Kelly. You're such a delight. You're full of life. Thank you for coming on Chiquest Podcast. Where can we find you? How can we support you? Yes. So first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me on. I obviously adore you. I adore everything that you're doing. And I feel so honored that you have invited me on as a guest again, which means that you obviously like me a lot. <laughs> I do. <laughs> The feeling is mutual. (laughs) Yes, thank you. And I love hanging out on Instagram. It's my favorite place. I love showing up on stories and reels and sharing tons of value with my community. So that's the best place to find me, to connect with me. Send me DMs. I love connecting through the DMs, through the comments. And yeah, that's where you can find me. And it's at sarahkelly.ca. No H on Sarah. Amazing. So Sarah, we'll see you on the gram. I must say that your reels are out of this world. <laughs> I try. I've given up on the reels. You're you're like just going for it. You're dancing and pointing things. <laughs> I'm going for it. You're so good. I love you so much. Take care. We'll see you soon. I love you too. Thank you so much. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.